Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. Well, welcome everyone to the Bridgeway Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are in week four of our prayer series right now, and uh, we've been through um, what is prayer, why do we pray. We've looked at personal prayer rhythms. We've looked at how to pray with uh, our families and with our children. And uh, today we are going to look at um, corporate prayer, especially intercession. Like, how do we intercede for others? What's the difference between intercession and prayer? Is there a difference? Like, what does that look like? Uh, like, is, is, don't we have like a prayer team and an intercession team at Bridgeway? What on earth are they doing during the service and before the service and after the service and when they go home and wake up in the night with a dream? Like, these are the people that we often don't get to hear from. And so I'm very excited uh, to sit down with uh, three amazing women and let you hear their wisdom and um, and everything they have to say and contribute. So I'll let you go around and introduce yourselves. So um, Aaron, why don't we start with you and we'll go around and you can just say your name and introduce yourself and then we'll get started. Hi, I'm Aaron Goss. I am the prayer ministry coordinator at Bridgeway, newly appointed humbly um, and very excited about what God's going to do with Bridgeway in prayer this year. Yeah. Julie? I'm Julie, and I like long walks on the beach. The Oklahoma beaches? um, (laughs) Exactly. Um, And I have facilitated, led Sunday morning intercessions since, I think, I think 2008. Wow. It's a little fuzzy, because that was a while ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Allison? Yes. My name's Allison Beecher, and I have been with Bridgeway, a part of Bridgeway, for about a year and a half now. And I love what to get to jump into what God's already doing here. Yeah. So well, that's amazing. Well, we're so glad that you're all here. Um, it, it's hard to know on a on a big topic like this, and maybe it's not necessarily the topic, but more just how excited I am as like a brother in Christ and a member of Bridgeway to sit down with the three of you and actually ask you these <laughs> questions that I've been. I've had for a long time and just hear your wisdom. So, um, but maybe let's start here, maybe with my most pressing question, which is what is intercession and how do you view it? Um, and how, how is it different than, uh, maybe like personal prayer or could you guys just help me get like a vibe on, on what intercession is? Julie, you got pointed to. All right. I, I have so many things to say. That's fine. Um, okay. So I feel intercession is just. I feel like praying for a long time over something. Mm. Um, Say like a prayer would be to me like someone we're going to pray, maybe healing, ask, ask the Lord to come and do some healing. And then, and then we move on with the day. Whereas intercession is like things that I see big picture that I want to see change that I feel like the Lord's given vision for. Um, And so it's praying for big picture things like, like the heart of men at Bridgeway, mm. um, or for families, or um, I know it's, there's themes that we will pray usually f- 
for like throughout the course of the year. Mm. And so it's big picture things that aren't always super tangible. I don't see it. And then like the next day it happens, but it's things that are, are long, like long suffering, long changing. Mm-hmm. Um, or even inner, and an, another part of intercession, it's like, I see, I have a friend that I'm just contending for that she's mm. struggling like really struggling. And so I just am in a constant communication with the Lord of just talking to the father about, about my sweet favorite friend mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, inter- interceding is like going between two people mm-hmm. on one person's behalf mm-hmm. or, or a lot of people's behalf. Mm-hmm. And so you would see that, especially it, it needs to be like focused is what I'm hearing from you, mm-hmm. like focused on, and it could be a big thing or a, a certain person, but it's focused and it's sustained. Mm-hmm. Are, are those two, you would say stamps of what, how you view intercession? Seal of approval. Seal of approval. All right. The Julie seal of approval. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Aaron, would you add anything to that? Like, yeah. So um, I know for, so Tuesday prayer is different in that we make a list mm-hmm. of what we're going to pray for that so in that for those hour. who don't know what what is Tuesday so prayer So Tuesday we, we talk have about prayer. It. Yep. On Tuesdays at, at Bridgeway, the, offices. Bridgeway offices. Welcome to anyone who wants to come. It's an hour of just praying with our brothers and sisters about the needs of Bridgeway, the city, the mm-hmm. nations. We pray for our global workers in that time. And then on Sunday morning our intercession time is more of a free flow. We kind of come, Holy Spirit, what do you have for today? What do you want us to pray for? Um, Whoever's leading usually has a theme for that Sunday. Mm. This is what I feel like the Lord is saying for today. And we uh, usually sit, like Julie's saying, we sit on a topic Mm. for a while until we feel like a release of the Holy Spirit to move on to another topic. I got you. So that's kind of the, I would say, a big difference in, in the two. Yeah. Which is awesome. And they're both important and both used well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely think like with a, with prayer, it tends to be like, okay, I prayed for that. And like, <laughs> I, I'm fine. It's good. Like I, I prayed mm-hmm. for that. But there's a difference when it's like, all right, I'm going to, especially couple, when you couple it with a fasting or something, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to lean into this for a season mm-hmm. and uh, it does, fe- it feels different. Mm-hmm. It feels different. Uh, Allison, what would you add to this whole conversation? Anything else that, yeah. that you would want to bring? Yeah, I love what you just said, Aaron, because I feel like it's kind of a dialogue. You just like have a prompting from the spirit, um, often from dreams, I know, and mm. then often thoughts too, like just random people from the body have popped in hearts and our hearts and minds, and we just kind of sit on it. I, this past weekend, Eric and I were driving for Eric's my husband, mm-hmm. uh, and these random I, I, I say random, but they came into our heart, and we like sat like just asking for, it was like two hours. Mm. And the Lord just kept showing us things to pray for, for them. And we, we've learned to like take notes or record things and just like, I don't know, it's kind of like a dialogue with the Holy Spirit and it's a real big honor. It's an honor mm-hmm. to kind of have that kind of entrusted knowledge to intercede and, and fight for them on things they made themselves not even know to ask for. So, mm-hmm. so is that also a big, a big component of, of intercession? Obviously we, we've talked about it being focused, about it being sustained, but then it's also, um, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but it's also like advocacy where you're doing it on behalf of yes. someone or something else. Mm-hmm. And I would <clears throat> say like in intercession, we don't come before the before God, the creator of the universe mm-hmm. saying, here's my list. Here's what I think I need. Here's what I need to see changed. But it's 
Jesus is the great intercessor. Mm -hmm. And so all of it is going, Lord, what are you already doing? How are you moving? And I want to be a part of that. Like, who am I to say, this is what you need to do. So it's coming alongside what Mm -hmm. the father's already doing, Mm -hmm. how he's already moving. So even whether there's a list that we go through, it's like, I trust that everyone hears from God. Mm -hmm. And so there's a list and it's because we write, like we stay organized and you write down, Hey, these thoughts are from the father. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to pray through these things. Um, Yeah. So it's like, I think I've learned a lot of that is just trusting, especially in prayer, that the things that I'm thinking aren't like what Allison was just saying, random things. It's like, I am trusting that I, I am friends with a talkative God yeah. mm-hmm. who loves to share his thoughts with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. I, I was going to ask, I'm glad you mentioned that. One of the things I was going to ask was, um, it seems like intercession is one of the few prayer words, you know, we have like Thanksgiving, supplication, um, you know, all these different things, adoration, um, petition, we have all these different words that for types of prayers. Uh, but intercession is one of the words that shares a role of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's our intercessor. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm like, when I hear that word, sometimes I'm like, whoa, back off. Like that, that's Jesus's job, <laughs> you know? So I'm so glad, Julie, that you mentioned like, like we have a chief intercessor and he's really good at his job. In fact, he's perfect at it. And, uh, and so it's our job to come alongside him and be like, what are you doing? Like, how can we pray alongside you? How, what is your will? Like, and, and, and kind of syncing up with that, um, I think is, is really amazing. So, um, what, what then does intercession look like from a tangible level for each of you? Like, I just be curious, like, when I'm interceding and we've already kind of heard, like sometimes it looks like just stopping and praying for two hours with your husband on something that the Holy spirit just keeps pressing down on. And it's like, Oh, and there's more, Oh, and there's more, Oh, and there's more keep praying. Um, but I'd be curious, like, especially on like, maybe let's look at some rhythms and then we can look at some more spontaneous things. But like, what is, what are some intercessory rhythms that happen at Bridgeway? So like, maybe let's look at a Sunday morning, which Julie, I know you've been a part of for a long time. Keep grabbing the mic over yeah. here. So what is, like, so what, okay. Yeah. So tell me about okay. Sunday morning intercession at Bridgeway. So something that the Lord started to talk to me about years ago in this was not just coming straight into intercession with going, Lord, here's what we need fixed, <laughs> but... Because all of that, it focuses on what's wrong. It focuses Mm -hmm. on the problem. And it's so often to be overwhelmed by the massiveness of things that are wrong. So at least on Sunday morning intercession, we almost always start with worship and praise. Almost like until until the atmosphere changes in the room to we are all in hearts of thanksgiving, sitting before the Father, like knowing... I am communicating with the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. Like that is the God I'm communing with. Not, not a God with puny muscles mm-hmm. or who's not involved or who doesn't care, but this is a God who is infinite, yet he's intimate and he cares. So that's it. like, to me, it is so important to start with the heart of worship mm-hmm. Oh, because it just, and then, and then, and then we call out the tributes of the father. Like we Mm. just, we start, we have a few like very practical ground rules of, um, or I'll say, I don't know, not rules, you know, (laughs) we don't do rules, guidelines, but, um, that we pray short, 
Um, mm. And so this is, so the talkers and the non-talkers all get to jump in. We pray loud, I mean, physically loud so that everyone can hear. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're competing against kids' worship and, yep. ki- and Sunday morning worship and soft talkers. And um, so we pray short, we pray loud, and we pray to the point. Because God doesn't need fancy language. Right. He, like the prayer of a kid is just the same as someone as eloquent as like a theologian, like a Sam Storms. Or, you know, it's like you don't need the $5 words. We could just pray like it's God. Yeah. He just wants us to, he, he's all, the whole thing is he doesn't even need us to pray. He just is inviting us into relationship with him with this. So Sunday morning, we start with praise and thanksgiving. We pray short, loud, and to the point. And then something else that we also do that we started in just in the last probably two years is we pray in agreement with each other. So I'm not thinking ahead to what I'm going to say, but I am pausing and I am listening to what other people mm. are praying. And it, it, my spirit is engaged with what, they, what they're doing. I'm coming alongside them. And so while they're praying, I'm just, I'm agreeing, going, yes, Lord, yes, and amen to that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of how we get to, I feel like, just sit in what Holy Spirit's doing, mm-hmm. not just moving ahead, but like we're resting with the Father and just communing as a community and that as a group of people in that. Yeah. So. That's all really helpful to, to, to kind of see mapped out. Um, I didn't know any of that. And so I love hearing all of that. <laughs> but I love, yeah, starting in worship and like waiting until we know who we're talking to to start talking, yeah. I think is so good. And then praying short, loud to the point, I think is a, a lesson all of us can continue to learn. <laughs> um, but then the one that really got to me, which I'm sure got to a lot of people, was anytime I'm in like a community prayer gathering, you always, especially when you're leading it, which I know a lot of us tend to have to do. Uh, we're, we're like, okay, what's next? And, you know, and you kind of have to be like, wait, hold on. Someone's talking to the father. Let me come alongside mm-hmm. them. Um, and just hearing you talk about, like, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to pray next. I'm just listening and ag- you said praying in agreement with. Yeah. I just thought that was great. And what's awesome thinking. about that is that the Holy Spirit will speak differently to whoever's in the room. Mm-hmm. And so what Julie's going to pray over a subject is going to be different than what Allison prays and what mm-hmm. I pray. And so you're getting the personalities that God has created us in and we're praying through those personalities and experiences. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I, if, if, I'm curious if you guys have prepared answers for this or just things that pop into your head, but what, what are some like, um, do we have any like biblical moments of like that when you guys think of intercession that to you pop out and you're like, that to me is the distillation of intercession. Like that is the the biblical paradigm of what it means to be an intercessor. Well, does something come to mind to you guys? Anybody? Take it away. I bit. always have answers. So yeah, go for it. Okay. So my favorite example is Daniel. Mm. Okay. So Daniel, you know, captured Babylon. Amazing. Um, and so there had been prophetic words by Jeremiah. Yep. And 70 years. Yeah. Yep. And, and so, exactly. So Jeremiah had said, in 70 years, this is going to happen. And so when Daniel realized that that 70 years had passed, he didn't just go, okay, the cool. Lord said it. <laughs> Let's watch it happen. He fasted and prayed. And by mm-hmm. then he's old too. Like he'd kind of been not 
remembered. Like he's not as as an important guy in the kingdom. Yep, totally. Um, they'd like sort of forgotten about him. But he fasted and prayed, even though the Lord had already said mm. like this prophetic word. Yeah. And so he was a part, he was co-laboring mm-hmm. with the father in that. And I love that. And that to me, that was the words that I have had for myself or over my children, over the church. It's like, I, that reminds me that I don't just assume, okay, God said it, it's going to happen. But it's mm. that part of the dance of co-laboring with the father. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you heard that, that was me pulling up, uh, the book of Daniel and my <laughs> audio Bible yeah. is playing automatically. Yeah. But yes, Good. that is a beautiful picture. Cause what mm-hmm. he, I was trying to, what I was trying to pull up there was he was interceding for Israel. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he was like, and he was like asking God, like, God, hasn't the time come to restore your people? It was like, like two weeks he fasted. I yeah. Think. And, and like, yeah. And so it's just, it's amazing. Like, uh, and, and, but what, what you've said also, Julie, like it ties into a lot of the, the bigger questions we've been trying to answer too. And that mm. I know are coming on the Q and a that it's like, why pray if God already knows the answer, yeah. if God's already promised that it'll happen, don't we just sit back and let it happen? No, like mm-hmm. we intercede and we ask and we petition and we lean in all the more because he has said mm-hmm. like, so man, that that's amazing. Anything else like in the Bible, like jump out to you guys when you think about you think intercession. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yo, you're good. Allison. Yeah. Um, yeah. We know we're reading through Luke with a church that yeah. I just recently was, I, I know we all know about Simeon and Anna, but like the perseverance in prayer that they had in um, in the temple waiting. And I loved, there's a part when it's describing, um, I think it's Anna. Yeah, it says that, um, let's see. And then as a widow until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple, mm. worshiping and fasting and prayer mm. night and day. Mm-hmm. But I just love, I just kept the spirit really impressed on me, like worshiping with fasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, like there's an invitation to worship with fasting yes, and prayer, definitely. persevering prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that, um, um, and maybe in, unless Aaron has one, one other thing, I I mean, what I just it keeps getting brought up in this in this podcast series, but Jesus' high priestly prayer mm-hmm. was like is kind of like the paradigm that sticks out to me for like what is intercession? It's like oh, it was Jesus interceding for his followers mm-hmm. and like just praying for them mm-hmm. on like stuff that was happening then stuff that would happen stuff that would happen because of what they do like for the <laughs> people that would believe on the message that they would preach and he's just like it, it's like he was like okay let me pray for my disciples mm-hmm. and then like like what you said Allison the Holy Spirit just kept opening up his heart for more to lean in on and pray for so uh, that for me that's kind of what popped in my head Aaron we have one intercessor that comes and he prays for the intercessors Mm -hmm. which is so beautiful like he wants us to hear from the father so he's praying that our hearts will be opened and I think that's Uh, I love that you know that's what Jesus was doing that's cool so yeah I want to I want to circle back then because this was on, on our agenda today to talk about is what is the role of fasting alongside intercession why do we fast and pray? Like you said, it's an invitation. Uh, why Why does that invitation exist? Why fast alongside prayer? Thoughts? I feel like fasting for me is a clearing of my mind, especially if I fast food, which you don't always have to fast mm-hmm. food, but if you're fasting food, then you're allowing your body to stop processing the food. Mm. And so your mind is slowing down and it's allowing the father to come in and speak. And so if you're really interceding for something specific and you're fasting, I feel like you're hearing from the father more clearly and you're praying than what he wants you to pray over the subject. Yeah. What about you guys? 
I'm always struck by Jesus when he said, didn't say, hey, yeah. if you guys are going to fast, then try, like, it was always when you fast, like, mm-hmm. it was assumed. But God also, like, us not having to earn anything from the Father, mm-hmm. we don't have to fast. I may not be missing out from blessing. Yeah. Like, there's parts that I don't get when I don't commune with the Father. But um, Simon Hawley at King's Arms has this quote that I love. He said, don't fast because you have to. Um, wait until you wait to fast until you can't stand not to do it. Mm. And it's like, cause it's a privilege. Um, it's a privilege. It's not like you just don't grumble and do it. Yeah. Um, so fasting to me, like I get hungry, like most people yeah. generally <laughs> do. And so it's like, I think of how that we, we don't eat from bread alone, but that Father is the bread. And so that's a lot of times my prayer is just like every time I get hungry, I just go, oh, Lord, let me want you more than I want food itself. Mm. And to me, like food is a big deal in my life. So it's like, <laughs> okay, let me want you more than anything else, Father. And, you know, I'm a busy girl. I run a business. Mm. I've got small kids, like and so just the brain space to pray isn't always like my brain is always spinning. I'm mm. a thinker. Um, and so fasting felt kind of forces space. It reminds me to pray throughout the whole day where I'm like, oh, I just I just have the time to mm-hmm. keep keep talking with the father in fasting. Yeah, definitely. Allison, what would you add to that? Um. I think I, I'm still like processing this. Like, I yeah. feel like we're always still learning about all of this, but Definitely. recently I've noticed like when we've um, kind of walked in some fasting of food and then someone recently challenged us to fast from sleep and there's been some things, beautiful things there too. But I've noticed my, you know, I care about myself the most. Uh, we probably all do. It's really this ugly thing. But when I have fasting, um, I have found like he just imparts this care for others mm. that I have, I just don't experience um, when I'm not fasting. Like, it's this feeling like when I'm praying with people for when I'm fasting of like, I feel like there's more room for care of other people. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that works. That's just a personal testimony of the joy of it. Um, and so, yeah, that's an honor to feel God's heart for people more in that. And I don't know if that resonates with you guys, but there's yeah. like, a, like a greater capacity to care about other people mm-hmm. when I'm in those moments of, of mm. sacrifice for myself. Well, I think it's a really interesting thing to bring up because like, uh, you know, oftentimes when we think about fasting, it's a very personal thing because no one else is feeling the hunger except you, mm-hmm. you know? And so you're in that like reminds you of your dependence on the father and it, it makes like, a, it's like a physical manifestation of your soul's desperation for mm-hmm. God. And like, so we hear all those things. But in another way, it's like um, we're so used to feeding ourselves that when we stop feeding ourselves, we do tend to be able to look outward and mm-hmm. look at feeding others. And isn't that what intercession is? Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you don't pray, for, you're not praying for yourself, you're interceding for others. And so those tend to go really hand in hand. So I think that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have also done a lot to help us uh, as a church think through and also lead out in corporate prayer and corporate fasting. Um, why is corporate prayer, corporate fasting, corporate intercession coming together and praying as a, as a community? And we've even done like 24 hour prayer gatherings and we're going to do more of them. Like, why is that important? And like, why do we do that? I think that's something I'd really like you guys to speak into. Aaron, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I think it's important for us to all be on the same page, Mm -hmm. praying for the same things. Um, this, uh, Last one that we did was, you know, 
praying over Bridgeway and asking God to move in healing for the Convergence Prayer. I mean, the Convergence Conference. Mm -hmm. And so we together are seeking God for the signs and wonders to take place at this conference, which, you know, for those that got to go to the conference, he showed up and he moved mightily. And I'm not saying it's because of our prayers, but it didn't hurt that we all prayed together Mm -hmm. and we joined together. Um, I feel like our our time of corporate praying fast is um, it's just good to build unity. I feel like we need more unity. Yeah. Everyone needs more unity and that this is a way that we can come together and, and do something as a community. Yeah, definitely. What else would you guys add? Uh, a lot of times I think when I fast on my own, it's like four o'clock and I'm going, I'm kind of cranky. I probably <laughs> should go eat like, <laughs> all right, I'm calling it, which is cool because we don't fast because we have to. So right. if I need to, then I opt out. Like yeah. I'm done. And it is okay. Like there's so much grace mm-hmm. on like, yep. all right, be done. Move on. Go eat dinner. Like, yeah. fine. But um I find that when I know that the community is fasting, then I'm like, let's do it for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go and go. Um, And what Aaron was just talking about, the unity that is created. It's like, I feel accountability, but not like, are you still doing it? It's it's really encouraging mm-hmm. to be able to do it with other people. And then when there's the gathering, or at least not even a physical gathering, but usually there'll be like text messages that were like, hey, I was praying and the Lord shared this. And then mm-hmm. it's like, dude, me too. And, and you just get to see the Lord talking to so many people about the th- same mm-hmm. things. And you go, oh, this is how, this is what's on the Father's heart right now. This is how... He's moving. So it is so fun <laughs> to just pray with other people. And I can hear my thoughts are so clear. I have sober minded thinking in those times of fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where it's like, it's just really just for me, it's way fun. Like, why would I not be doing it? Where <laughs> else would I be going? It's a party always for me. <laughs> At least. <laughs> to go especially when i get to pray with other people yeah it's like what where else would i go what? right well, yeah yeah allison what would you add to like corporate prayer corporate fasting what would you add to that i love the party too. the party yeah <laughs> no i actually was thinking kind of something similar that you know as in our human relationships we build we communicate and we we get together for so many things i mean mm-hmm. sports dinner, all kinds of things. And I feel like the relationships in my life, like throughout my life that have been built with this bond and with these experiences, they are sweeter than any others. And I, I have, it's amazing. I mean, the friendships and the relationships with people I barely know that are with this bond of prayer and fasting, they're the, I, I really do. I say, I tell people it's like a taste of heaven mm-hmm. and it is. And so I yeah. just think it's an invitation and in a greater, into a greater unity that we've yet to even fully experience. And I pray more will happen among us. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you go back to Jesus' high priestly prayer when he was interceding for people. Would he pray for them that they would be one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it. I think it's inter- it's interesting that communal prayer um, is almost a mirror corollary of unity. That it leads to it. That it strengthens it. Yeah, Julie, you have something else. So one other benefit of doing a corporate prayer, especially when it's elongated over several days, mm-hmm. is I felt there's just more time to dive in. So John Piper has this um, sort of an illustration that looks like a target, like a bullseye. And 
And so when prayer goes over several days, there is the space to kind of pray this bullseye thing where the very center is usually when I'm fasting, I always start with praying for myself, um, praying for my relationship with the Father. And then as I move out, I move to the relationships that are nearest and dearest, Mm -hmm. my family and friends. And then I move out, I'd move to like the next nearest and dearest, which is my my church. Um, You know, I own a business, so I pray for my business. I pray for my employees and my students. Um, You know, and I keep going out. You pray for the city. You pray for God's church, not just Bridgeway Church, but the capital C church. We pray for the nation. We pray for international. And and so when there's the space and the time, it's like, then I get to go to those things at the Mm. end versus just always like me. me. And my people, and yeah. this is hard, so fix this. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy that. And then also there's the, the time in that space while I'm praying for things that I don't normally make that time margin for, I get to hear the Father talk to me about like friends, spouses, where I get to, normally I wouldn't be praying for this person, Mm. but then I get to share with my friend, hey, I was praying for your husband and here's how I felt the Lord say to pray for him. Mm. And so it just, it gets to move out, yeah, beyond just my tiny little circle. Yeah. So um, one thing that none of you said Mm. that I'm curious Mm, as to like, is this a misconception of corporate prayer or did we just not say it? And then I'd want you to comment on it is uh, I think oftentimes when um, people hear about corporate prayer, and especially corporate intercession, like we're going to take a season and pray for this as a community. It's because, and I I think there's this conception of the more people we get together to pray for one thing, the quicker or more expeditiously God will move. You know, and like, Mm -hmm. is that a misconception? Is that why we get together and pray? Is it one of the reasons? Is it not a reason? I'd just be curious for you to respond to that. Because I think it's a conception people have of corporate prayer. Mm -hmm. Is it a good or a bad one? I mean, I don't refer to Sam Storms on this. (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, I would say the prayer of a child is just as important as a prayer of a stadium full of people. Mm -hmm. There's no difference. God hears us all the same. We're all his children. So I would say no. Mm. I say I would say that we join together because we want to be one with the Father. We want that intimacy with Him, and so if we come together as a church, we're coming together to to have this sweet intimacy with the Father together mm-hmm. as a community. We are one church. We are the body of Christ, and so we're not just an arm that's praying or a foot that's praying, but we're coming together all together, the whole full body praying as one yeah and it's not like god saying okay if i get 150 <laughs> prayers we'll do it but i only got 149 Didn't so tough meter. luck guys yep. yeah so it's not we're not waiting for the one that's going to tip the scale mm-hmm. so but man i don't know how all that works like but i, I know what the bible says mm-hmm. and i know that it says they collect our prayers in heaven mm-hmm. and and so i don't know the dichotomy like i don't know the balance of yeah free will and God's choice and God's plan, but what we pray, I refer to Sam Storms right. and the Bible, you know. Yeah. I just know not necessarily in that order. That we pray. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I love I love the response. Um Allison, do you wanna add yeah, something? Yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um recently we took there's this class called Perspectives. Mm-hmm. Give a little shout out to it. But um 
in that class, they do a lot of historical movements of God. Right. And um, I think we took it like three, we've taken it several times, but this was three years ago. Eric and I were sitting in this class and every movement of God that like transformed nations. I mean, we're talking about, they always had the same story. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember thinking like, what are we just that dense? Like what's going on? Like (laughs) people gathered to pray. I mean, really it's this beautiful thing of like a pocket full of people just submitted themselves to what the word said about this. And they submitted their schedules and their everything Mm -hmm. and a pocket. It's, it's really amazing. There's so many movements of God. And I'm sure you guys learned about that with revival too, like where people did submit themselves to just say yes to whatever this is and God moved. And so I get great encouragement from those testimonies. And so I, that's always in my heart too, with like, God, this is how you do choose to use often our, our, um, through movements of God. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. The Welsh revival and all these other things. And then you, but you look at even acts one and two and you had people just gathering, praying, and then a room shook, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, and the church starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like I think I think I think we're right on both sides. Like, Julie, I think you're right to go like, I don't know how this dichotomy works. I know that a prayer of a child can move a mountain and ten thousand people praying can't sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it it's not really about that, is it? Like it's a it's not about that. It's not about numbers. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side is like God does love it when his people come together and pray. And it's probably because God is doing something already mm-hmm. and people are like, what's going on? And they start to gather together as they figure out yeah. what's going on in the father's heart and they start praying because God is doing something. Right. And so it, it's right. probably like God is the magnet and the mm-hmm. prayers of the people, you know, are the metal that comes around mm-hmm. it rather than a cause effect relationship the other way, yeah. but it is symbiotic. Mm-hmm. And that when we pray, it's, it's not formulaic. It's mm-hmm. not, I pray this much and then God moves this much, right. but it's always in submission and trusting that God is good. Mm-hmm. He is the beginning. He's the middle and he's the end. And he knows how everything needs to fit together. So I pray, Lord, from what I see from my vantage point, this is what I would love to happen. But I ultimately trust that you're good and that you're going to take care of it. And you know, Father, so just whatever you have, release it. Like, yeah. I want what God wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and a move of God would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's wrap up with kind of like, let, let's hear what you guys would say to people listening to this. Because all kinds of people listen to the Bridgeway podcast. Uh, we have local people in Oklahoma City who go to Bridgeway who listen to this, who listen to it because they love the nerdy scholarly stuff that me and Sam get into. There's the people who skip those episodes because they want the practical stuff on how to pray with their kids. And there's everything in between. And then we have like missionaries in Slovenia and we have house churches in China who listen to this podcast. And like, if you were coming to them and they're listening to this, they're like, man, I love these women's hearts for intercession and prayer and fasting and getting their church together and unifying and calling out for a move of God. Like, what would you say to them, those people who like are like these fledgling intercessors uh, to encourage them and like to say like, hey, step out, do this. Like, what, what would you say to them? Let's just kind of go around and we'll leave them with a piece of encouragement. Aaron, I'll put you on the spot since you're the first one next to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> man, pray. Yeah. If it's on your heart, gather people and you'd be surprised how many other people are feeling the same way. Mm. Um, I have a ladies group that I meet that I have prayer meetings on Thursdays, and it's been so sweet to be with other women who, who we, it's a time of repentance. It's a time of praying for one another, for healing, for praying for Bridgeway. Like 
we can all create these sweet spaces mm-hmm. of coming before the Father together. And like Allison said, like these are sweet bonds that you have with people that are totally different than your other friends. When you pray with somebody, there's something supernatural that happens in your spirit. The spirit that lives inside of us mm-hmm. jumps for joy when you want to be with the Father. Yeah. And if you do it with your brothers and sisters, the, the, the spirit is like, oh, you're bringing me together. Mm. You're, the spirit's coming together. And yeah. I think it's such a sweet thing. So I would encourage anybody listening to, to do it. If you feel led to do it, start praying. Yeah. Start praying and then look for people who are yes. praying alongside you and go with them. And I, too, like, please come. We want more intercessors on mm-hmm. Sunday morning, on Tuesday. All all ages are welcome. Please don't hesitate to come. It's not a club. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Julie, what would you say to these fledgling intercessors? Oh, I'd say, I don't know, this is, uh, okay, that... Gathering with others has really, it's changed my heart to see things corporately, mm-hmm. see things big picture, how the Lord's not moving just with me or just with my people, but like, what are the themes going on? What's happening in my church, in the church, in the city, in the nation? Um, and that's like, I feel the Lord has just really developed that kind of a heart in me mm. by regularly meeting with people to pray and and then over the years he like fine tunes it where i get to hear better and then i see and then we pray like oh my gosh guys this sunday we prayed about what the lord was just asking father what do you want to do this year how can we come alongside what you already have in mind and we had some prophetic worship in church and they are from the stage praying like exactly what we had (laughs) just talked about the Lord doing in 2020. And I'm like, and I, oh my gosh, it was just so exciting. So I get to see by engaging, by like, by showing up, by knowing that I have something to contribute, that, that the father wants to be, just be in communion with me. It's like, I get to be a part of this big picture of what the Lord is doing. Mm -hmm. Again, the God of the universe Mm -hmm. wants us to talk with him. Like, how ridiculous is that? So it's just, again, it's just fun. It's a party. It's a God party. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Allison, what about you? Close us out here. Yeah, I would just say invite God into the rhythms of your life Mm -hmm. and I feel like intercession is this like foggy thing. And I, as I've been praying about like what we could say, I just felt like just unmystify it. Like, mm-hmm. and so like God's been showing Eric and I a lot about our home as a, like this beautiful space that he's given us as like a, you know, a, like a dominion of Christ. Like we invite people into it. And so the Lord gave me this idea and I was just thinking maybe it's for other people too, but you know, we invite people over for dinner a lot. And um, like in the past, Eric and I have invited people for dinner and just like prayed. Eventually we would lead to, praying together and almost always it does but I just feel like this boldness like we're like to start investing in relationships like if you have this stirring in your heart that you want to pray like just from the very beginning be like hey will you come and have dinner and and pray with us that night and I'm just kind of like making space for that and just paying attention to your conversations and your thoughts and then like as couples of two or three or teenagers and kids Mm -hmm. kind of just just like it doesn't have to be so programmed or organized and we were praying this weekend i felt like that's exactly what the lord was saying is there's gonna be these spontaneous gatherings of intercessors all throughout our church Mm -hmm. and i feel like 
yeah, yes, like in the marriage, in the family, and in these like dinner gatherings that aren't like no one even gets credit for. It. It's just yeah. happening, you know. And I so I just would encourage people that if you have that stirring, like pay it, you know, just in your C group, just start looking for others that are stirring that way. Yeah, Julie. Can you on. share practically what that's looked like, like on the yeah. your Sunday morning or your overnight, like share that. Well, we have ki- we have two kids, mm-hmm. uh, five and nine, and I lo- some they're learning how to love it like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so um, for us, like early mornings has been a sweet spot, a sweet time, and so um, and Eric and I like to pray together. So we just um, started opening our home five to seven a.m. So everyone's invited. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but but really are. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent are like whoever wants to, and so um, we've just been Sunday mornings just praying for the corporate gathering. It has been the sweetest time. So we just have, God just gave us this idea. And so that's why I would pray Holy Spirit ideas, not mm-hmm. our ideas, mm-hmm. right? Like, so this was a Holy Spirit. So we've just been opened our home five to seven once a month on Sundays. And then we do breakfast together, which is so fun. And God loves the fun too. Yeah. And then like, um, yeah, sometimes he leads us to more, but um, that's been awesome. So come find that. me if you want to come yeah. <laughs> or do your own. Like, I just yeah. like, but I, I think, like, I think it's not you're right. It's just like Holy Spirit ideas, creative vision for like, yeah. What is in your life that you love? Because you guys are like, what are the sweet moments in life that mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit does uniquely in you? Breakfast and early mornings are sweet time for us. Mm-hmm. They're not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what's a sweet time for you? Yeah. You know, like something after work or late at night yeah. or, you know, lunchtime meetup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Holy Spirit is, I think you're right. And you've like even said like you've had this vision of like just these spontaneous meetups just happening. Like mm-hmm. I could definitely see that breaking out so i love that i i think if i was to just kind of sit back i I feel like i've just been kind of a observer this whole time which has been super fun for me and really edifying um the one thing that shouldn't have surprised me but definitely caught me off guard from this conversation on corporate prayer and intercession and fasting was just how many times the word unity came up Mm -hmm. and um how you all seem to have this intuitive kind of like a delay uh, understanding of how essential corporate prayer is to unity and how it's feeding into something larger than itself and how important unity in the body of Christ is and praying with our brothers and sisters is and not just being like a foot over here praying by yourself, but joining up with the whole body so the prayer can be full mm-hmm. and like be um, rounded out by other perspectives. And all of that was said in so many different ways that I, um, I think what you guys have brought to this series that I think is, is just irreplaceable is that um, we, we shouldn't want to just pray alone. Like, mm-hmm. man, that God would give us this desire to pray with him and his body. Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely been encouraging to me, and uh, I'm sure it is to everybody else listening. So thank you all for, for joining us and sharing. I uh, really appreciate it. So, well, guys, that kind of pseudo wraps up our... Um, series on prayer. We will do one final episode next week with, uh, with a Q&A with Sam Storms, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll want to pay attention to that. We have some great questions coming in, even from uh, the youth group at Bridgeway. So, you know, teenagers ask great questions. So um, <laughs> you'll, you'll want to join us uh, next week for our final episode on prayer. But until then, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast, where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BridgewayOKC, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchOKC. 
If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.